Hello, 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 and welcome to Sisters You Have Value Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tolliver, and I'm super excited to be here with you today. Happy Friday, happy Friday. This podcast was created for women because we believe in the power of sisterhood and unity, and we strive to build a community where women can share their passions, learn from each other's experiences, and support each other on their journey. We are so glad you tuned in with us this week. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for tuning in, and we pray you come back for more. Please give us a like, share, and follow. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for being with us on this awesome journey, and we pray you continue to come back. All right, all right. Let's get into this hot topic today for women. Y'all, we have a good one today, and along with it, we have a couple of interviews from some women. Let me give you the title first before I get into that. We are titling this one, The Struggles of a Single Working Black Mother. Again, The Struggles of a Single Working Black Mother. And today we'll be discussing the challenges faced by Black women who are single and juggling the responsibilities of being a mother and working full time. And as we all know, that can be uh, quite a bit if you have ever been a single parent before. I myself have, so I can certainly relate to this uh, on a high level. So being a working mother is difficult enough, but being a working mother and single and black come with its own unique sets of challenges. And this is from workplace discrimination to high cost of childcare. Black women are forced to make sacrifices and work twice as hard just to get by. One of the biggest challenges facing working mothers is the assumption that we have a lot of support at home. There's this idea that everyone is supportive of you and that everyone lives in close proximity to you. But that's not always the case. Many black women are raising children on their own without a lot of help from family members. And even when we do have family support, it's not always enough for the lack of affordable child care and other resources. And that causes us to go out to get other jobs, meaning more than one. And I myself have worked three at one time before to raise my children when they were little. Um, the lack of support at home can make it incredibly difficult to balance work and family responsibilities. We are often expected to take on the majority of the household duties. And in this case, we do not have a choice when our children are young because they can't assist us. And when we're by ourselves, it is all on us. And this is in addition to working full-time jobs. So in the case of our singleness, hey, this is just what we do and we make it work. We're expected also to be the ones to cook, <laughs> clean, take care of the children, even when we're exhausted from a long day at work. And facing the high cost of childcare sometimes means that we have to choose between paying for childcare and paying other necessities like rent, food, electric, water, or some of those personal things that we do. You know, some of us like to get our hair and nails done and things like that. So we have to forego those um things until we can make it do what it do. And when you add the fact in that we earn less than most of our white counterparts, we are more likely to live in poverty, it's clear that this is a huge issue. And so we just want to get into that to try to tackle it and let you see some of the complexities of what women go through in this. Um, 
the lack of uh, affordable childcare means that many Black women have to rely on informal and undocumented childcare arrangements, such as leaving our kids with friends and family members who may not be licensed or trained to provide childcare. It's risky and stressful, and it also can lead to legal and financial consequences. But in this case, we pray God that the people that we do leave our children in care with um, takes care just as much as we do when we're home. So we also face workplace discrimination. Black women face discrimination in the workplace in many different ways. We're less likely to be hired, promoted, or given raises than our white counterparts. And when we do speak up about discrimination, we're often retaliated against. This makes it really difficult to balance work and family responsibilities because we're constantly fighting against the grain of these unfair practices. I think there's this idea that we're somehow less committed to our jobs and less capable because we have kids. And that's not the case. We're very much committed. Um, all these challenges just take a huge toll on our mental and our psyche. Um, we're often exhausted, stressed, overwhelmed, and we may not have all the resources or support we need to take care of ourselves. This can lead to burnout, depression, and other health issues. So it's important to recognize these challenges and stereotypes, and we want to make sure that everyone knows that um, it's, it's out there and it's real. So today we're going to hear from a couple of beautiful ladies who have taken the time to share their story and their feelings about single parenting and the effects and toll it has taken on them. And we applaud them for uh, being transparent and letting us get a glimpse into their lives for this part. So I'm super excited to share with you these ladies. Um, so we're going to hear from them and we gave them five questions to answer in regards to this. So without further ado, we're going to get into it and we're going to let you hear the questions and we're going to let you hear their responses and then we'll come back at the end and talk about it. Let's get into it, y'all. All right. And our first question for our ladies is, what are some of the biggest challenges you face as a Black single parent? How do these challenges impact your life and your children's lives? And what strategies have you found helpful for managing them? I think some of the biggest challenges of being a single parent is having minimum self-care time or an outlet to just decompress. Like I've been asked what do I do for fun or if I have any hobbies and I never have an answer. I do nothing outside of going to work for 12 to 18 hours and I have a 10 minute drive to myself and I pick my kids up and then I'm automatically in mom mode, making sure their day was okay, cooking dinner while also helping them with homework and then getting ready for bed. And on my days off, I just catch up on housework and yard work that I've let slip behind during my work days. And then the cycle just repeats. The one thing that I've tried that has helped me is talking to my coworkers who are also single parents. Just to have someone there that can relate to all these emotions and insecurities that come with being a single parent. Question number two. How do you maintain a positive and healthy relationship with your children? Even when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, what kind of strategies do you use for staying connected and engaged with your children? 
I always try to make time to play or do activities with my kids. They both love board games, video games, crafts, painting, anything messy. They love it. So I've tried to stock up on a little bit of everything. I'll even try and give them one-on-one time. I'll ask my oldest, what would they like to do? And it'll just be me and them doing that one activity and then vice versa with my youngest. And then after that, we'll do something all together. I always want my kids to know that they're my top priority. Question number three. How do you prioritize your own well-being and self-care as a single parent? And what are some ways you make sure to take care of yourself, even when you are busy or struggling? Every now and then, I will ask my mother to watch the kids, say for like an hour or two, just so I can go eat some lunch or some dinner with a couple of friends or even have a spa day, getting manicures or pedicures. Just that little bit of time to relax and rejuvenate yourself. Like just having that little bit of time just can make you feel so much better no matter what you're going through. Question number four, and I think this one is very paramount and critical. How do you talk to your children about difficult topics such as race, racism, and discrimination? And how do you help them navigate through these issues in their daily lives? I try to be straightforward with my kids when it comes to this topic. I always tell them, you know, any racism or discrimination that you may experience is going to be possibly different from your friends or other people. And I tell them, you know, at the end of the day, any friends that you have or any people that you'll like, date or eventually marry, it should not matter their race or their shade of color. As long as the people you surround yourself with are good people, they have good hearts and they treat you well, nothing else should matter. But I also tell them a lot of people don't think that way and they're are some people who have a lot of hate in their heart against people just because of their race or their color, but to always stick up for themselves and stick up for other people who may be experiencing it because some people may not be able to stand up for themselves when it comes to this. All right. And our first question for our ladies is what are some of the biggest challenges you face as a black single parent? How do these challenges impact your life and your children's lives? And what strategies have you found helpful for managing them? Some of the biggest challenges I faced as a single parent is the financial aspect of everything. You get anxious about bills and wanting to provide everything and making your kids feel like they'll never go without. And that's an important factor to me. And of course, I worry and stress like everybody else, but I've had to learn to pray my way through it. I'm teaching my daughter to pray for different things and I have to set that example. So I pray about it and learn not to stress myself out because God always makes a way where we never go without. And I'm grateful for that. Another challenge is balance. We 
a lot of times if as parents don't get enough rest and we are not our best because we're tired. Sometimes mama just needs a nap. Sometimes mama needs a snack and a nap and I'm good. But um, that's the life of a parent. You take naps where you can. You get your responsibilities done. I know I tackle laundry and meal prepping, ironing school clothes, work clothes, all those things that you just have to get done, running errands and paying bills, things of that nature, uh, store runs, groceries. You, you just got to find a way to make everything fit into the run of a day. And that can be a little challenging, but um, it's a part of the job. So I just learned not to stress about it, fit it in where you can. and. The things that we stress about that we think our kids care about, they don't. They're fine with the bare minimum. They're really not that hard to impress when they're little. So I have a bit of a past and I've learned to go with the flow. Question number two, how do you maintain a positive and healthy relationship with your children? Even when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, what kind of strategies do you use for staying connected and engaged with your children? My daughter and I have a really close bond. You know how people say that babies make you smile and make you happy? My daughter, who is five years old, still has that same effect on me. And when she can tell that I may be stressed or not in a great mood, she does whatever she can to make me smile. She's literally my mini. She's a little goofball. And she finds some way to make me smile and take my mind off of whatever I'm dealing with temporarily. She is the biggest ball of energy and she just restores my peace and rejuvenates me no matter what. And we stay connected by playing learning games together and doing puzzles. We have inside jokes. We're just really close and I love our bond. And I pray that it stays that way forever, even in her teenage years when they tend to get a little difficult. I just pray that we're always as close as we are. Question number three. How do you prioritize your own well-being and self-care as a single parent? And what are some ways you make sure to take care of yourself, even when you are busy or struggling? I make sure that I'm taking moments to myself as a part of self-care, although I'm a single parent, because I know if I'm not well or able to function and be my best, I'm no good to her, my daughter. So sometimes for me, self-care is just taking a nap, getting some real sleep. And if that means asking someone from my village to watch her for a couple of hours so that I can sleep, so that I can really engage with her the way I want to, that's what I'll do. Or I 
will take a night to myself. And it's not about going out all the time. Um, I take a night to myself to watch my favorite movies uninterrupted and just laugh and have a glass of wine without you having to constantly check in on your child and see what they're doing and asking them asking for snacks and things. So you have to take a moment to really make sure that you're grounded in keeping, taking care of yourself. I go get pedicures. I journal. I really just make sure that I'm okay so I can be at my best for her. Question number four. And I think this one is very paramount and critical. How do you talk to your children about difficult topics such as race, racism, and discrimination? And how do you help them navigate through these issues in their daily lives? Because I am a Black single mother of a little girl growing up in this world, I do take the time to have discussions with her about racism, colorism, and some of the more scarier topics that we see on the news and how things can be a little dangerous about her watching her surroundings and things of that nature. We do have those conversations. I'm just not having the raw, unfiltered version of those conversations just yet. And that's normally how I talk, so it is coming. However, she's five and I want her to keep her innocence right now and look at every human being with love and show kindness to one another and give people second chances and not be afraid. So at this point, we do have conversations about racism and colorism and how her being a little black girl with curly hair that you may not always be favored even though you have the best efforts of a scenario so I make sure that I tell her on a daily basis that she's loved and how smart she is and special so that she's not going out into the world and looking for the world's approval. I make sure that my village also is encouraging her. Okay, question five, our fifth and final question. I wanted to leave just for you to share your own personal feelings regarding this topic. What you have to say, that may not be, in any of the questions previously asked, but it'll allow you to openly share with other women what you're going through and what they may be going through as well. Some nugget you want to drop for them, some advice, something that you have to say. That's what this questioning is for. I am a Black single mother, and statistically that can be looked at as a negative thing. But I've chose to change my perspective on that. And I thank God that I'm not in a situation where my child and I are in danger in our household and they're not we're not both living some 
traumatic experience that will be traumatizing to her childhood. I thank God that we are just there by ourselves, making memories, laughing, singing, having a good time. I know that those memories that we're creating will impact her life, impact her characteristics. She's funny, outgoing, a goofball. And I love that. And I want her to keep that sense of innocence and enjoy her childhood. So while other people may view being a single mother a bad thing, I'm enjoying the process for now. And I know in due time, God's plan, if having a husband and a stepdad for her comes along, it'll be the right situation. I've looked at what I, I've experienced what I don't want. So now I know what I do want. And I think things are all about your perspective. I just love that. Um, Y'all, the the last young lady that spoke is actually the one who came up with the topic and who wanted to share this with us. And when I tell you these women, um, man, they have some great answers. And I know it's some things and nuggets that we can all take. I just love um, how they, even in the struggle, you can hear the strength in them, even in the struggle they can still maintain and find ways. And that's the beauty of us. That's the beauty of this black queen, this black girl magic that we have that despite the obstacles, despite the challenges, you make it work. Not that it's a, even strong people, don't don't get it twisted. We all need that care, that love, that nurture to check on somebody. Hey, how you doing? Hey, let me get that let me get them for you. Let me give you a break. Sometimes we forget that um, we need that day too. And I just love um, how they love their children. And I love how they uh, take the time out or even have the um, ability to ask someone else to help. And we thank God for that. And especially when they're working 12 and 18 hours a day, that can be a lot. And then I still have to come back home and I still have to be mom. And especially with them having younger children, we don't get to choose. And like the last one said, she has a five-year-old. So we don't get to go, hey, I'm tired. Hey, go. no, they, they have energy, Lord, y'all. Um, be, oh, I don't know where they get it from, but they have it. And so I applaud these two women and I thank them so much for um, coming on and being open, honest and transparent where there's no judgment, because I know we all can relate. We all have gone through. And that's the beauty of this sisterhood, this journey for us to be able to hear from other people and see how they feel about it. And I like um what uh, one of the answers was, it's, it's funny. It's a cycle. It's rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Um, and, and we have a spa day. She One takes and, and have her day. She get the pedicure, the manicure. She has her wine. And even in spite of it all, hey, so what can be done to support our working Black mothers? First and foremost, we recognize um, that there's a need. 
and challenge the stereotypes, the assumptions that are placed on us. We need to push back against the idea that we're somehow less capable or less committed to our jobs because we have children. And that's why I thought it was so important to hear from some other people. And I'm so glad she picked this topic. I'm so glad she wanted to be able to um, share her views and things that she's going through as a mother. So we also need to have advocates um, and advocate for policies and programs that support working mothers, such as that affordable childcare, paid parental leave, workplace protections against discrimination. And the sad part about that childcare thing is the more you make, <laughs> the less you are likely to qualify for that. So um, just know it's okay to ask for help when you need it. It's also okay to prioritize your own well-being, even if it means saying no to certain things, because guess what? We want to make sure we're good for them. And if you could tell from these two loving mothers, I know them personally, they are some awesome and amazing mothers. They have done awesome and great things and they work, work, work but they still make it work. And that's the beauty of them. So I would encourage other mothers to find community of other women who understand what they're going through. And like the first one said, she talked to her peers, other single mothers to get some things from them, some ideas, and just to be able to vent to like-minded people. Hey, that's one of those things that I can't go home and talk to the children, but I can talk to someone that knows what I'm going through and they can understand and empathize with me on this journey. So we we just want to make sure that we always come together, always be able to share these stories, offer advice and support and advocate for our rights and our needs. And we want to create a world where our Black mothers are valued and supported and where contributions are recognized and celebrated. And we also want to, especially for these daughters, you heard her say she she loves on her and she let her know how beautiful she is. She let her know how amazing she is. She lets her know how special she is and um, for coming up in this world, because there are challenges that we face. So we don't want our children to go through. For me, I've worked three jobs and I didn't want this to be about me, but I want it for other people. And like I said, uh, my daughter moved away. And so she's met with those challenges she worked when she first got there early on. She's 200 miles away from me. So that support system was almost down to nothing, save one, save her dad. And so we thank God for that. So we all experience things in different ways, different levels. Uh, but I think it's good that we can always come back together uh, for that. So I thank you. I thank everybody for tuning in and listening. I think we should applaud these two women for being so amazing and being um, so transparent in their answers. And when I tell you, I thank them so much. Um, if you like this podcast and it has helped you in some kind of way, give us a like, share and follow and give us a comment about these beautiful women that has taken the time out to uh, come on the podcast with us today. And um I thank them. Y'all, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I just want to thank them. And I thank you all for listening. And um, you know me, I, I, I got one more thing. Uh, during these trials and these uh, tribulations that we come and overcome, and I always remember Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord is my shield, my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy. 
and with my song, I praise him. That's Psalms 28 and 7. But we just want to make sure that we are deeply rooted. And, and, and you heard the young lady say, much prayer, much power, she prayed. And so we pray for that. And so we continue to keep God in it. We keep and know that his grace is sufficient for us. And knowing that, hey, I'm an empty nester now. So these things will come to pass. But on the journey, like she said, enjoy the journey, y'all. Enjoy right where you are so that, that you don't miss anything. Because then when it's over and they're gone and they're out of the house, you kind of look back on it and you go, man. So thank y'all for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope it was uh, nourishing to your heart, your soul, and your body. I hope it was something that you can relate to with these women. And if you have a podcast or an episode you would like to hear about, give us uh, an email at sistersyouhavevalue at gmail.com, sistersyouhavevalue at gmail.com. We'll be happy to get it on. And I would love to interview you as well for your topics. You can always, like these young ladies, remain anonymous. They don't have to know who you are. You can just share in your journey, but we can also let them know who you are and share in your journey as well. So again, thank you so much. I hope it was enriching for you and we will see you again next week. God willing, be blessed and have a great day.